0: Hey yo, we are live and back at it. It's the Honolulu Blues boys. Hey, what up, Joey? Two times I see popping in bright and early. Appreciate it, my guy. Uh we're we're the Honolulu Blues. Me, Nick, Adam, and Julius. Didn't need to say my name there, but I did. So uh we got a great episode for you today. Uh Detroit has turned into Dub as I said earlier on Twitter. Uh, we were just getting major wins today. It felt like, you know, I don't know, it felt like today. Something was going on. The tides were turning. The stars were aligning. I don't know. But we'll definitely be getting into the 2024 draft and hard knocks, of course. That two big news uh, things we got. But all in all, Nick, I see you're repping the Red Wings jersey. So I'm not really following the Red Wings at all. Are we going to make the playoffs? Or what's it looking like? No. Yeah, I, knew a no. I knew a moment we were we were close, approaching that wild card spot. But yeah. Uh,
1: I, Ultimately, I think we're like 20 points out with okay. uh, seven, eight, nine games to go. Um, we've actually been getting our asses whooped. Excuse my French. Yeah, start we just lost 11-2 right
0: to the Penguins.
1: Yeah, that's uh, uh, and that's not even the first time. Like Jeff Blashville yeah. lost like 10-6 or whatever it was. Yeah, five.
0: no, someone else. I swear, someone else beat us. They put up teens. Like I swear, it was like 13-2. Probably,
1: something. yeah. It was. It, it was, and this is why I've been saying for the last seven years, Jeff Glasshill just is. He's a great scouting coach. He really is. a. He was a great um, Grand Rapids Griffins coach, right? A, a won a championship with him. He will. He's a good coach. He is a good coach. I just don't think he is NFL caliber. I'm sorry, NHL caliber head coach. So I'm all on the board of getting rid of him. Trust in Eisenman. I think he's still letting hit uh, letting Blasio develop these guys. And he's about to bring in the Scotty Bowman-esque of the nineties in this upcoming year. And we're about to start making reckon wrecking some havoc on the NHL. So they are in the playoff time this year, but next year, whew, we're gonna be in a hey, theory, man. Uh
0: Yeiserman, because I remember a couple years ago, Blashville got that random ass extension and he got paid a decent decent extension. And everyone was like, What the hell is this? Well, now we're in line for some prime picking. So Maybe not prime picking, but not if we had a competent or good coach, you know, that maybe gets us a wild card spot. We get bounced right away as opposed to, you know, top 10 picks. So maybe Eiserman does something with it, goes out, gets primetime head coach, and boom, bada-bing, Red Wings make 23 straight playoffs again. <laughs> We're 25. Rock twenty five. That's right, all right. What am I thinking? 23? That's
1: way too 23. Long. Come on. What's <laughs> <20, 20's laughs>
0: going on, my man? Repping the DeAndre Swift jersey because I can only assume you're excited to see our boy on hard knocks, right?
2: I'm so hyped for Hard Knocks. I'm telling you, I've been waiting my whole life to watch the Lions on national television with the rest of America. Um, I was super hyped to hear the news. Usually we get blazed for this, but the stars have aligned. I hope that's a good sign for the Lions. You know what I'm saying? The start of something great, and the rest of the country and the rest of the world can see it for themselves as well.
0: Yeah, uh, hopefully, yeah, we can definitely show people that Detroit isn't just like a chilly, freezing death town of, you know, shooting and gunfights and, you know, all sorts of violence and crime, because there's actually some good stuff around there. And then, you know, right across the bay, you got our good old friends, Canada. So
1: as long as you stay right in the centralized location of downtown Detroit and do not get brave and try to keep, you know, try to uh, wander off too much. Stay right in that centralized location. You're going to have a good time. You're going to have a good time. It's going to be fun. It's Right in campus, Martius, you know, it's going to be a
0: good time. 100%. But real quick, before I get into some football, I mean, <laughs> got to bring it up the Oscars, man, Will Smith and Chris Rock real quick. Just got to get your guys' takes on this. And if you know, was it stage? Was it not like Julius? you you were watching this with your wife you guys got up came back what was your first thoughts of
2: like wait what just happened it was crazy it was crazy like you just don't expect i don't i haven't even watched the oscars most of my adult life i don't even care about it like i don't catch most movies you know i don't really whatever but will smith he's such an icon to me too like as an actor i mean i've been watching this guy my whole life from the fresh prince to all his movies you know, the drama with Jada and like to see the seed of raw emotion on the stage come from this, for, come from him. You know, it was a, kind of a, a lesson in humanity and humility. You know, the way Chris Rock, I salute Chris Rock for his, the way he kept calm during the whole situation. I would have lost my mind. It would have been a fight on live television. My family would have been ashamed that I beat Will Smith down on the stage on the, at the Oscars. Uh but that, I guess hey, I'm from the D. That's how we that's how we roll. You know? I can't just get slapped in front of the whole world. I don't care how hurt the man is about a joke, but at the same time, we'll, you know, you know, sometimes the rush of, of anger gets the most of us. And you know, when it comes to him and his family, you know, that's his his emotion. So it was crazy to watch. It wasn't staged, it was not staged. He was talking before the show. I mean, the way he said what he said, you know, keep my wife's name out of your f mouth. He said it twice, and he he meant it. That was not, we're going to, I'm going to walk on stage and slap you, and I'm going to walk back, and I'm going to say this. The look on his face was serious. And the gasp, it took the oxygen straight out the whole room. You could see it in the crowd. Everybody was stunned. The whole show was over. That ended the show. It was crazy to watch. (laughs) Yeah. See, I'm
0: chuckling over here because I got I got a meme sent to me of a Spongebob thing. And it's uh, it's uh, the one thing where the guy goes, hey, this guy stinks. And it's Spongebob's up on stage performing. And it's dubbed perfectly to like the whole Chris Rock saying the joke that like it was a G.I. Jane, thing back and forth and oh, my God, the memes that have come out of this. I've been pretty funny, but next- G.I.
1: Jane joke, you know what I mean? Like, it was a G.I. It's like the worst joke, too. Like, it's just, that was just a bad joke in general. Like, what was Chris- Man, I tell you what, I can't believe Ricky- So, I love the Oscars, right? I love the Oscars. I love movies, and I love the Oscars. And Ricky Gervais did it for five years in a row. And his fifth year, he was ruthless, like- (laughs) Calling out best friends of like Epstein, like just up on, and he was just like, ah, eh, fifth year, I don't care. I drink a beer. I, man, Chris Rock said one joke and Will Smith just said no. Went up and slapped something, bro. Live TV, live TV. That's what Will Smith and Chris Rock, yeah. like, these are some like idols for like kids that grew up in the 90s. Like, these are like, main figures of your life and you just saw you just saw real life happen you know what I mean like I don't know I don't know the big thing was like you can't really do that honestly like Dave Chappelle I think there's a lot of people that probably would have wanted to go slap Dave Chappelle over the last like three or four years but like it's really this this honestly might like start a floodgate like you might see this a little bit more here and there hear about it in the newspaper and on the internet, you see someone jump up on, you know, I don't know. I didn't really like it, but ultimately like it was the, it was the craziest thing ever. And I'm so happy. I got to witness, I was watching it live. Like I just was like, like my jaw dropped. Like I didn't even know what to think. It was so spectacular. The most spectacular TV I've seen in a long time. Oscars meets WWE. (laughs) That's what we need. That's what we need. Like moving forward. That's what we need.
0: Hey, man, uh hopefully Lions can get on a guy as aggressive as Will Smith was at that moment. And a guy we might be getting now is a name that's slowly, Nick, I know you're getting a little excited about this. He's slowly getting up there, now has the best odds for number two, and now is the only other player basically in the running for number one. And that's Trayvon Walker. His odds have jumped up to plus three fifty for the second overall pick, and I believe it's like his odds are plus four fifty or plus five fifty for the first overall pick, and then Aiden is like plus two hundred or something. So it's it's not crazy close, but it's it's decently close. So, uh, uh, Nick, you called this, man. You, you got the tweet
1: still. I'm trying, oh, man, I was trying so hard as you were doing saying that, man. I'm trying- Let Julius run it. Let Julius talk about Trayvon Walker a little bit. Number I know three, he's done. He all, all muted over there.
2: Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker, he's kind of a late bloomer in this whole draft conversation for me. But nonetheless, I can understand why why he's being considered along with Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau, who – Kayvon Thibodeau, I've seen the last 20 mocks I've read, he's went outside the top five in like 18 of them. So I don't even know if Kayvon Thibodeau is in this conversation anymore. But back to Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker, I do not want to select that number two. I'd rather select him at number five or (laughs) number four or number seven. I'd rather select Aiden. If that's the case,
1: And that's the thing. If Aiden goes one and we don't get a trade back, which is just we're not going to trade back. Like, there is no one. You take Trayvon Walker then. You take him.
2: He's If he's good enough. Over
1: Thibodeau. That's been your boy all offseason.
2: Yeah, but I have some concerns about Thibodeau. So I'm going to make those concerns live right now. His effort concerns. I don't like that. I remember I can name a few players I can remember with effort concerns. Like Ed Oliver, current Buffalo Bill. Now that he's who he is, I understand a little bit, you know, and it's not even the effort concerns. It's like, he's a good player. He's just not, he's not as good as he could be. J.V.N. Clowney, another guy that was having the same concerns coming out of South Carolina. I can understand why he had those concerns. And so I'd rather not get that at two, right? I'd rather not risk that at two with Kayvon. He, it might be wrong. Who knows? But it's a risk nonetheless, but Trayvon Walker doesn't present doesn't seem to present none of those risks, and his athletic profile is um, just as impressive, if not more so, than Aiden Hutchison, If we're if we're talking pro day and uh, combine performance, good. <laughs> it's elite. Yeah, and we're we're talking like Von Miller comps and stuff like that. So, you know, I I take Trayvon at number two. If we can't trade back, I'll take him.
0: Well, you know what's funny? Um, Trayvon Walker is this, you know, he's a solid, he's a good defensive end, but he's kind of like a different style type defensive end than, you know, the Aiden Hutchinson, even Kayvon Thibodeau. And he honestly, honestly gives me Aaron Donald vibes. And Brad Holmes was in on that draft pick. So. It wouldn't shock me if he went number 2. It's really you know, pointing towards it as of now. He's, you know, it's still murky. I believe uh Kyle Hamilton is plus 450, which is the second best odds for number 2, and then Malik Willis is the third best odds for number 2. So, all in all, um I like what you said, Julius. Kayvon might be the dude, but we've seen this story before, and it's like we don't we don't want to take any risk at two. And this this could be the same with Malik Willis too. If if Brad Holmes isn't one hundred percent sure on him, I think you take Trayvon Walker. You know this this surefire, you know what you're getting type guy.
1: Trayvon Walker is he's not going to be the Aiden Hutchins. He's not going to come out and in year one get you maybe even double digit sacks. Right? He's he's a he's a work in progress as well. So March 10th, 18 days ago. My gosh, it seems like two months ago I sent it out. But I guess it was just 18 days ago. But still, 18 days ago, I said if Aiden Hutchinson was going to go first, Trayvon Walker will 100% be in the mix for the number two pick. Okay? And this has been something that's been gaining momentum since the combine. The thing that scares me a little bit, I love this Georgia defense, and I love a lot of guys coming out of this Georgia defense. But a lot of times when you are surrounded by extreme talent, when you are put almost on an island with maybe lesser talent against better talented players on the opposing side, you don't perform as well as you did when you had guys trying to double-team Jordan Davis. When you had guys trying to double-team Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt. When you had Quay Walker coming in from the outside, Channing Tindall coming in, you had Lewis Kine on the, in the secondary with Darion Kendrick. Like this Georgia defense was stacked, right? I like Trayvon Walker a lot. He is going to be a better second-year player than a first-year player. And that fits what the Lions are trying to do, supposedly. Not really what I think the Lions are doing, but supposedly we're not in it for this year. We're in it for the 2023 season. Well, okay, well, that, that Trayvon Walker fits that. However, Kayvon Thibodeau, though he lacks effort in every single way, and there's actually a play I recommend everyone go and try and define, just try to look up like Kayvon Thibodeau stopped running at the end of a play, really. But it's just a run play. Kayvon Thibodeau gets blocked right up front, pushed right outside. You know, the running back hits, uh, hits the gap on the, outside, on the other side. So really, does nothing to do with Kayvon Thibodeau right in the beginning, right? Well, this guy gets tackled, or he's, he's, he's being held up by three or four or five Oregon guys, and he's, he's plowing them. He's like Garrett Blunt in them. He's just walking them, you know what I mean, yard after yard after yard. And there comes Kayvon Thibodeau walking right up, watching these five guys get walked four or five, six yards as he just stands there and watches and finally sees them go down. That's that effort. It's not that Kayvon Thibodeau is not going to go out there every time that he's on the field and go after the quarterback every single time. He will. He's going to go try to get his money. I can guarantee that. What he's going to lack is that effort on the latter half of the play, chasing after uh, a screening receiver, chasing after a uh, running back in the flat. Those are the kind of things that scare me. However, the, I, I say all that because there is one person that could bring, that, bring the most out of him, in my opinion. It's Dan Campbell. And if Brad Holmes is like, listen, we're going to draft him based on talent, Raw talent. He doesn't have to be surrounded by a a team full of amazing players to be one of the most successful players and at one point the number one overall pick. He doesn't need that. So let's draft him. And if there is any effort, excuse me, if there is any effort problems that we see, I trust the way that Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn would address them. And I truly think after all this fluctuating, if Malik Willis isn't the guy, I want Kayvon Thibodeau too. I think he's the best, purest, talented athlete on the board if Aiden Hutchinson goes one outside of Malik Willis. And I get to not want to draft There's like five guys you'd be happy with at number two, Nick. (laughs) 100%. Even Sauce Gardner. If we went and got Sauce Gardner, I wouldn't be too mad about that. I'm not going to lie to anyone.
0: Oh, man. And it's weird how this draft has really, like, the last probably two weeks, like just two weeks, with the, the Chiefs trade, the rod the Adams trade. Now the Chiefs and Packers are up in you know the top, I believe 15 with um you know wide receiver needs. So it's gonna lead to a point of the Lions. We might be getting a solid defensive prospect at pick 32 or 34, as opposed to a solid wide receiver, like we were thinking. So I wonder if Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are thinking like that, thinking, you know. These Packers, Chiefs, you know, whoever, they're gonna take wide receivers. Someone's going to fall. If it's him, him or him, someone's going to fall. Let's take whoever at two. So I'd be curious to see how that impacts their draft style.
1: The Lions most definitely should do BPA at number two. Best player available. Yes, yeah. It shouldn't I, it should not be drafting Kyle Hamilton, in my opinion, to fill a safety hole. I'm sorry. That's kind of dirty too, and if you think of it as an innuendo, but whatever. I don't like safety too. I just Kyle Hampson's the one guy I can't get behind it too. I cannot get behind paying the the nineteenth highest yeah. paid safety just, in the NFL. I, I, there's
0: there's only two safeties that come to mind that have been like generational, absolute. Maybe not two, probably like five. And it's like Ed Reed, Troy Palomalo, Ronnie Lott, uh, Brian Earl Dawkins, Thomas. maybe Earl Thomas. But it's oh, lovely. you think
1: he's on the fringe? Oh, Earl Thomas was legendary. He uh, he was, but he he did have he did have a nice
2: Clover <laughs> well, Queen. queen.
0: Um, Diggs. Hey man, if you guys are gonna keep bringing up these old four reliance, uh let's bring up our old boy Jared Davis because he's back. Uh Lions went out and brought back Jared Davis, and this is. It might leave you guys head scratched and it might leave you confused because this was a guy we opted out not to, you know, take their fifth, take his fifth year on. But this was a whole different regime that didn't like this guy. So it's interesting because Bob Quinn made the pick, Matt Patricia developed him, and then they decided together to not keep him. So I would not be shocked at all if Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn... Turn this guy into, you know, maybe not a, a good player, but just a role player, a solid guy that can compete for a starting job with uh, Derek Barnes and Chris Board. So, I like it. We've always known that Jared Davis is an athletic beast. He still has that athleticism. It's just if he could be, you know, taught, you know, the the right thing. Nick, I see you kind of give me a little. Screen <laughs> I up. don't know
1: who. I don't know what Jared Davis you've been talking about, dude. We've I think seen, we're, I think we're taking a two different Jared Davises. They've seen
0: some plays and we've seen, he's kind of hit or miss. You know, we've seen the old classic where he walks in on like the third down blitz or whatever. But all in all, I
2: trust him. I trust
0: Campbell and Holmes. Um, Julius, any thoughts on bringing Davis
2: back? This is my only thought on Jared Davis returning to the Detroit Lions. They better hope that in training camp or in the preseason, they can tweak Gerard Davis into a situational, like attack dog pass rusher. Maybe put on a few pounds, maybe see, because we're supposed to be running a lot of four man fronts. We're not going to have him in coverage. He's a straight, athletic, there we go, Travis, downhill hitter. That's what he's good at. We saw him in Detroit. How many times on a quarterback spy or 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 to contain, he actually has success because of athleticism. You just can't let him think about things. He has a direction, and you got to tell him which direction to go, and he goes. If they plan on doing that with him, then we might have something. You know, this won't be the Bob Quinn, um, the Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia, Gerard Davis that we hoped we'd never see in a lions uniform again. Yes. The new and approved Dan Campbell, bite kneecaps, Jared Davis, that we all hoped we would get anyways when we draft them in the first round out of Florida, way back in the the beginning of the Patricia days. It'll be interesting,
0: um, Nick. Was this a splash at all that you know you liked or didn't like?
1: No, I don't know how we really how how we don't get keep like bring back Cameron Reeves Maven or Jalen Reeves Maven, and go get Jared Davis. Jared Davis last year is his contract out? Do
0: you know? Do you know
1: Jalen we'll Reeves Maven? No, no, Jared Davis. I don't know. Probably, I, if he got if more than eight hundred thousand, then yeah, oh, if
0: it's extremely cheap, then I'll. Makes a lot of sense. But if it's similar to two years, 7.5, which is what Jalen Reeves maybe got, then yeah.
1: Jared Davis last year had 25 tackles and one quarterback pressure. No sacks, no picks, no pass deflections, no fumble force, no fumble recoveries. (laughs) I I mean, what do we, like, I mean, no. Jared Davis is a very bad, bad, (laughs) bad, bad linebacker. Uh, Robert Sala saw that. And said no. Yeah, that's also why you had one to year that. to prove yourself, and you proved nothing. Yeah, this is like if you ever seen "I Love You, Man." Uh, Jason Siegel and them go golfing with with their wives, and he gets hit in the shin. And he says, "This is my nightmare," and this is my nightmare. Signing Sarah <laughs> Davis back in. Oh come on! This is like this, is like this is like when you get Madden. This is like when you get Madden and you trade your whole team away, right? And you get like the the fifty fives and the and the sixties out of all of the free agents. And that's, like, who you sign to your team so you can get, like, the worst draft picks. but yet you end up doing really good because you're playing Madden and you can just win with anyone. <laughs> that's what this is, like, this is what this is bringing to me. Jared Davis, if he, if he is in there more than five or six snaps a game, I'm super sad. Like, if he's playing over Derek Barnes, I'm super sad. That's just, like, that's, that's a big bummer. That's a blow. Jared Davis is not good, and any expectations that we have for him that he's going to come back and be that 100-tackle guy like he was is, is is ludicrous in my opinion. It's terrible. But he will give you a hard motor like Dan Campbell wants. So just like Trinity Benson, we'll see if it works for us.
0: Yeah, I like it. A uh, little dart throw. Uh, to wrap up the news, we had uh, – this was interesting. Um, Sheila Ford Hamp dropped the Ford from her name. So now she is just called Sheila Hamp why nobody knows she did not say a reason why we just had um i believe one of the lions beat reporters comments on it saying he noticed that on the lions page that it was changed to shield Hamp and the ford was dropped so nick let me ask you first what does this mean
1: immediately it makes me it makes me think of when michael scott talks to jan levison gould in season one of the office and she goes, No more, no more ghoul. And he goes, What happened? And that's immediately what I'm thinking of. Um, this also means this is the end of the curse, right? The Lions have been cursed by the Fords. Ford bought the team the same day JFK dies, right? It's been cursed since day one. She understood that. She gets it. She said, Get that. Like, it's like, okay, so remember when t- back in the day, Adam, you probably don't even remember. The Tampa Bay Rays used to be called the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, right? They got rid of the word devil. And that year made it to the ALCS. And I believe won the World Series like two years later or made the World Series like two years later. And that is not a lie. They cut the word devil out of their name and all of a sudden were just one of the best teams. And they still didn't have any money. They were a low market team. They're like Billy Bean over there. That's what the Lions are about. The I'm telling go we'll put a hundred bucks down on the Lions winning the Super Bowl this year. The curse is broken. That was the curse all along. We've all known it. We just couldn't really do anything about it. Sheila could and she did it. Let's go, Sheila Hamp. I mean, why now, why it. other? Why other do you drop for like what
0: and then don't say anything about it because you're not obviously to say, "Oh, I did this to break a curse." You know, you'll look like a crazy person. So, but us Lions fans, we understand. So if she would have said that, we'd understand, but the media would have not. So interesting. I like it. I think that could be the case, Julius. You got any other speculations?
2: I don't. I don't have any other speculations. I mean, I looked up her legal name. Still, Sheila Ford Hamp. She's still, you know. Married to the same person. She's still blooded to the Ford family in the same way. Uh, I don't know what this means. I mean, they play at Ford Field. They're sponsored by the Ford product, which is one of the biggest brands on Earth. The Lions and Ford are synonymous together. Yes, sir. Uh,
0: and finally, to wrap up news, we had Jeff Okuda posting lots and lots of videos this week of him just looking good. He's doing full-out sprints, doing shuffles, doing you know, lateral movements, leg work. So this leads me to believe that I'm not gonna say we could fully, you know, clean the slate of his Achilles tear, but I I'm really starting to forget about it with you know how good Amani Ori played with Jerry Jacobs stepping up out of nowhere uh, AJ Parker being, you know, a decent role player. And just the fact that Jeff Okuda will not have to come in and be the number one dude. He can come in and cover the third best wide receiver for the first five games and see how it feels. And if he's locking them down, bump him up. And if things just keep going good, then, you know, keep pumping him up until he's our lockdown corner that we thought he was. So good to see this, but, um, it is interesting because we also have, I, I think it's, romeo or julius Julius Okora. that's uh who tore their achilles
1: one of the romeo romeo okay um but
0: any comments on that nick
1: oh yeah oh man i'm i'm gonna make a hype video for okuda tonight it's just (laughs) gonna be to queen's flesh and it's just gonna be him sprinting down dude he looks like at one point he posted a video he looked just like forrest gump breaking out of the freaking like leg things it was it was pretty funny. He was standing straight up running out. But, I mean, the dude was flying. This is exciting. Honestly, if he wants to get back to, like, regular speed, it would be amazing to let him go play that slot, play that nickel. Let him guard them slots and then let Amani, Jacobs, or Iffy play the outside. And that would be so shut down, in my opinion. And that slot can transfer, if there's no side receiver, to the tight end if we're playing – Big guys, because we know Okuda will tackle anybody, anybody. Rob Gronk running straight at him. Okuda's like, let's go. He's like waving him in. He wants him. I love that about Okuda. It's one of my favorite things. So I'm so excited for Okuda. This is the year. This is make or break. And I don't need him to be all pro, all star. I'm over that idea. Now I just need a significant. I just need like what Jerry Jacobs was last year very good you know what i mean not great but very good if i can get that out of Akuda, oh, i'm so happy dude our defense this is why i don't think cornerback needs to be drafted and we went out inside what's his name from what's his team let's oh, go mike hughes, yeah. mike hughes from kc i think it was uh no uh well yeah actually but yeah was it okay KC, well, anyways vikings to kc yeah oh 10-4 okay anyways, anyways anyways i love our cornerback position i think it's sneaky depth a.j parker can't forget about him Great! i great to see Okuda just playing or running well. That's 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 step number uno.
2: number uno. It's the comeback story we need. Am I right, Julius? You're right. It is the comeback story the Lions desperately need. Jeff Okuda. I mean, that was the last. That third pick is so valuable. People don't understand. That's like the number two pick we got right now. You know. That's how are we feeling about that? That's how we felt. About that pick, too. I mean, we need this something to come of this. Jeff Okuda looks like he's going to return with some sort of semblance of athleticism. I'm just hoping that his mental, which seemed sort of broken before with Patricia in his rookie year, the way he was kind of thrown to the wolves, I just hope that that's mended with this new resurgence with Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn and Aubrey Pleasant and – Detroit again. So, I mean, I'm excited in that regard, just like you, Nick.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, But let's jump into it. Hard knocks. The Lions are hosting. Oh, boys, this is – I mean, you could say what you want. Oh, no, this is going to hurt the season. Oh, no, we don't want cameras on our team. But how cool is it going to be to see the Detroit Lions, along with all of national TV watching our boys, seeing our team, seeing, you know, swaggy Jamal Williams, seeing, you know, Penay Sewell, Hawkinson, all these guys. It's going to be a blast. And uh, as a guy who loves hard knocks each week, just or each year, just to see, you know, whatever team is on to get the Lions. Oh man, this is going to be so great. So Nick, let me kick it off with you. Who are your top three guys that you're like, oh baby. I cannot wait to see him on TV.
1: So, number one, like, first foremost, I'm just not saying Jared Goff. Like, we've seen him twice on Hard Knocks, and he is – He's going to be very quiet. He'll make he's, a, he's, one or two jokes. He's terrible, dude. He's so, – I, I don't I, – kind of one of the reasons why I'm not a big, like, believer in him is because I just don't like <laughs> – I don't like well, – I don't, I don't know. Anyways, anyways, it's not him. Number – numero uno, as uh, we'll keep going with, dude, Jamal Williams. Tell me he's not, he's going to get a TV show, a YouTube show (laughs) via, from Hard Knocks. Like, he is going to be everything that Hard Knocks wants. He's going to be great with the fans. He's going to be great during games, loud, you know, vocal. He's going to be very vocal during practices and off the field. He's going to be number one. My number two guy is going to be the most sneaky of them. I think we're not going to see a lot of behind the scenes with him or anything like that, like at his home. But I think we're going to get a, some of the best sound bites. You know how Hard Knocks always ends their show with some of, like, some of the guys yeah. just standing there and the little sound. I think TJ Hawkinson will have some George Kittle esque sound bites oh. throughout the show. And they're going to be hilarious. And we're just going to be rolling. Number three, it's, and it's. I don't want to take the low-hanging fruit with Dan Campbell because we all know Dan Campbell's going to just, like, put us through the ringer. Like, we're going to be on the ground rolling with him. So I'll let you guys take that low-hanging fruit. My third guy that I want to bring in – who was – shoot, it was uh, – oh, oh, Michael Brockers. I think Michael Brockers is going to be someone Ooh. that's just going to be big, funny, loud, and dancing and Bro, yeah. really having a good time.
0: I got a good story about Michael Brockers. Um, he was – dancing at week 17 Packers game it was halftime or maybe they just cut timeout or whatever but they were playing I what song it was but it was like a Megan the Stallion song and he was just like vibing and dancing and then finally Nick Williams started to join in they were just vibing and dancing and I was like you guys these guys are just having fun this is awesome and so yeah Brockers I did not think about him but he would definitely be a good one um my top three I got to go, number one, Nick, I'm right with you, Jamal Williams. He, he just, we've seen so many little clips of him and like, media day and just little interviews, and you just know this guy's going to be – he's going to be fun and great with the fans. My number two is going to be Jerry Jacobs. Uh, just seeing what he's like on Twitter and just how much he loves and appreciates the fans, I know hes he'll be just not like a, a loud guy in a bad way, but he'll be making tons of plays, having fun. You'll be here to mic'd up. I, I, I just got a good feeling about him. And then finally, I think we're going to see Panay Sewell give off a that friendly, funny Hawaiian vibe where he's just that big, like, oh, hello, brother, you know, and just that big badass type dude that make a couple jokes here and there. But, you know, he's going to be he's going to be something to watch. And yeah, Joey, he, he should be interesting. And not a lot of people know, I guess, a lot about him because you know you don't really get a lot of spotlight when you're on the offensive line so he did when he was in the draft you know his draft stock was going through the roof but all in all we haven't seen a whole lot of plays who probably the coolest thing was when he went toe-to-toe with Aaron Donald and that's how I know he's a badass so Julius who are your top three hard knock players
2: you're ready to see this year all right I love all you guys uh selections for this um I thought long and hard. It took me like 30 minutes of thinking because there's so many guys, but I'm going to go from three to one. But first I'm going to start an honorable mention Jared Goff. Okay. Because first of all, let me, let me just say, I look forward just as much to the entertainment factor of this as I do the results on the field. You know, I want to see who, you know, I like reading reports about who killing it in training camp and who's ahead of who. And, you know, but I want to see it with my own eyes too. So I look forward to that. Um, so Jared Goff, he's competing for his 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 livelihood as a quarterback in the NFL, maybe one last time. So that's interesting. Just honorable mention. But number three, um, I agree with you, Adam. I'm going with Panay Sewell because he's the new voice of this team. He was built, he was drafted to be the pillar of what uh, Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes want the Lions to be. And I, I'm really interested to see him, his what his role shapes up to be in his second year on hard knocks number two is whoever the lions pick is at number two in the draft
1: <laughs> great answer
0: that's yeah that's what i was gonna bring up i was about to bring up that pre- three julius or one um i was gonna
2: say what if we draft malik willis or aiden Hutchinson? those are the two guys
0: that exactly.
2: And you want to see either one of those guys on hard knocks comes come august so that's my pick for number two is whoever that first draft pick is and number one is my unquestioned face of the franchise at the moment, and it's Dan Campbell. I'm ready to see him in action in his natural environment in the late summer of in Allen Park in training camp, and it's gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit, and Dan Dude, Campbell. it's gonna be who I'm ready to see. lit. That's who I'm ready to see. Dan. I know,
0: there's, there's guys like you know Frank Rag Decker, oh, yeah. uh, and then guys, we just don't really know anything about like Swift, Amon Ra. I mean, we know we know a little bit about Amon Ra because he's had a couple appearances, and you no, know, he he's gonna he's be, be sharp, fun to see right? too. Yeah, it's it's gonna be awesome, man. I cannot... It's gonna be
1: fun to see like what Ali McNeil is like, how the secondary is like. How I we... hope. Go ahead. Sorry, Joe. I hope so
0: bad Aline McNeil rips off a bar because he's actually a good singer, and believe it or not, he he. he He's called Dream on Spotify, Instagram, or Instagram, or iTunes, or uh, wherever you can listen to it. But, yeah, he's got a good voice, and he's not just, you know, an auto guy. He's got a decent voice for, you know, big defensive linemen. So that would be awesome just to hear him sing and vibe it or something like that. But, man, we are going to get a lot of just unexpected inside stuff on our boys. I'll I
1: literally seriously. can't wait. Go ahead, Julius.
2: No, I say I take some K Cunningham. I see the comment right there from Don. Some K Cunningham from Eminem. I take some Detroit
1: sweet. Yeah. Dude. Definitely. And the best thing about hard knocks is is like what Julius alluded to, which isn't just learning so much more about these players that we talk about all the time and, and really only know from on the field and a few interviews and segments that we can see. It's 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 such a behind the scenes close personal look at these players it's amazing but it's not just that it's a up close and as close as you can get look at the plays and the practices and the way people are playing and the speed and, and all of this stuff like it is that's going to be so fun to see how brad holmes handles cuts how dan campbell handles his at his practices like what goes on dude you how like over-under, is Frank Ragnow fishing going to be the way that this opens up? You know what I mean? Like, I bet that's how... Hard Knock's just, like, Detroit, Sky it, you know, and then all of a sudden it's going to be just Frank Ragnow fishing.
0: (laughs) That's perfect.
1: That's just how it's going to start. It's going to be, like, welcome to Detroit. And Yeah,
0: you know how they do like that? Like, uh, a crazy football team. But at the end of the day, Frank Ragnow just likes to relax. And it cuts to him just sitting on a boat with, like, another lions player or something and they're just like drinking
1: a beer him and taylor decker just drinking a beer like busting with the boys or just enjoying
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be great and then uh travis said jack fox that's gonna be a good one too he um he's a he's a funny guy he's a good personality i don't know exactly what type of personality he is but all in all just to see some of his tweets i know he's got a sense of humor so I'm excited for it. Um,
1: you know they'll give him a segment for sure.
0: For sure, for sure. All right, who's going to be – we all know that Jamal Williams, he's a funny guy. We all know uh, Ragnall's funny, Hockinson's – well, I mean, it's funny, but we know the funny guy. So who's the surprise sleeper-type funny guy that we're going to see out of this? And mine, I, I said it earlier, I think Pnei Sewell. I think we're going to see him crack a couple jokes, be that quiet, funny, big guy – And I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just something completely different too. So Julius, who's the Uh, surprise funny
2: guy? My surprise funny guy is going to be, which is hard because I feel like this team don't got many funny guys (laughs) other than Jamal Williams. So the surprise funny guy, I would have to use my imagination. They would be goofy. I'm going to go deep into the roster and go with David Blau, backup quarterback, third-string quarterback, who just signed another contract to be just that for the Detroit Lions. And I heard he's quite the jokester, and it's pretty, pretty clever. So I'm going David Blau.
0: Mm, David Blau, I like it. To sleep. He has a deep sleeper. Nick?
1: I got two guys. I got Cliff Raymond, I think could be a sneaky, funny dude. And I think, I don't even, I can never pronounce it. Big V, Halupadadati Vitae. I can never pronounce his first name, but I'm sorry. We're the worst podcast. I can't even announce our guy's name, but Big V, as we'll call him. Uh, I think he is going to, him and Sewell, right? Just like, they're going to be so funny right next to each other, in my opinion. You're going to hear them talking, yelling funny things all the time. So I'm excited to see those. The whole thing, I'm so, everyone, everyone's going to be sneaking funny because I'm just not, not going to be able to stop smiling the whole show.
0: Well, the odds, just because I, I know our Detroit fan base, I know the Lions have, we got some good fans out there. So that being said, do you guys think we, we set a record for
1: biggest numbers for Hard Knocks? Uh probably, right? We it's just possible. set the record for the Super Bowl. We yeah, weren't even in it.
2: It's possible. It depends on our draft. It depends on stuff. But the Lions fans, I don't think the rest of America realize how deep we are. And that's just showing show the in the ratings and the numbers.
1: That's gonna be really down to who really has HBO Max, though. You know what I mean? Like who's paying for HBO Max these days? It might not be I everyone. Would say.
0: Dan Campbell himself is gonna is gonna get a lot of people. Cause people know him at oh he's the kneecap buyer. He's the the double fisted thirty two ounce black coffee fifteen shots. Yeah. He's he's that dude. I want to see him. So I I think we'll see at least you know a few uh, that debut episode. I'm sure will will spike.
1: But, oh dude, I'm pretty sure at one point you said we don't have any turds on this team. Like when you got a mouth like that, dude. D- DC's gonna he's headlining the show, dude. He is. He is headlining in the show. There everyone else is a second far number two. It is the Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions on hard knocks this year. Guaranteed.
0: And then also we're gonna get like Okora Brothers chemistry. Like, is there like do that are they gonna like say something at the same time or you know, have that brotherly instinct where the, you know, we see abduced like like in they're in the locker room and they both, you know, tie their shoe at the same time or something like that. We're like, oh wait, that's You know they're
1: bringing the Okora family all the way, all of them in for one of the episodes for sure. You know
0: what I mean? Oh yeah, and then uh, Joey bringing up our our new boy DJ Chark. That will be interesting to see too. So he he said he liked Detroit. He talked to Agnew, talked to Marvin Jones, probably talked to Bevel too, and they all you know had high praise for Detroit. They all just kind of hate on Matt Trisha. Said hey, he's gone. Uh, It's good to go there. So Chark. That'll be a good one too. Tracy Walker as well. He's a big leader. We saw that, uh, I don't know if it was an interview or that media day uh, conference, or whatever he had. But after he came back to Detroit, he, he had that little press conference and just said, "Detroit, Detroit's the place, man. Like how could I not want to come back here? My agent gave me four options, and I said, F it, run it back to Detroit. We're, I'm coming back. So when you got that mentality for the Detroit Lions, you're going to be
2: great on camera. Face of the franchise, Dan Campbell.
1: I was, we, we go ahead. We man. we literally did hard knocks, and Ryan Matthews, our show, our guest last week, called on Twitter today. We we accepted hard because no team wants to do hard knocks. Like no team wants to do it. There is never a team that's like willingly like, oh, pick me, bring cameras into my training facility as I try to get my team ready with this curse and all this. No, 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 no. No team wants it, but we did that so we could earn the twenty twenty four.
0: That's true. That's true. And real quick before we get to that, um, do you guys think, you know, Nick, you just mentioned this, no teams, they want the media bringing in, they don't want cameras, they don't want anything extra given, you know, so the Lions, three and a half win team, two and a half win team last year, and we do have an easy schedule, but Julius, is this enough to be like, oh man, this This could maybe cost us one. I don't know. Someone might get something out of this. Or do you think, like, F it. I just want to see our boys. I don't care. I want to see this team.
2: F it. I don't care. I want to see this I have confidence. I think this is a thing. I'm giving a little bit of a boost of confidence, benefit of the doubt, to Dan Campbell and the coaching staff in making sure that being on this show does not result in any kind of – inner turmoil or breakage of unity of the roster you know this should just be a fun thing they should use if i'm dan campbell i'm making sure that the guys are using this as motivation show the rest of the show the whole world what you want to bring to this team and let's let together as a team let's show the rest of the league and everybody and our fans everybody watching what what we're ready to bring to the to the league and so I don't think this should be an issue at all, and I want to see – I'm glad they're – I've been waiting for this, so I don't care.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Rams were on Hard Knocks two years ago, and they won the Super Bowl this year. We're up next.
0: Oh, man, I got to call. Yes,
1: sir, we are up next. Uh,
0: Finally, uh, we have the 2024 draft. Hold on, hold on. Did you guys hear it?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: You heard a little little, sound? And with the 2024 overall pick, the Detroit Lions at number 32, selects whoever. But, yeah, baby, we are – Run it back. Run it back. We got the 32nd pick and the first pick. (laughs) Yes, sir. Uh, But, man, what a day for Detroit. We get Hard Knocks and – the 2020, 20, 2024 draft, geez. Um, all in the span of like 30 minutes. And, of course, this was probably planned. Detroit was just drooling. The big wigs were drooling knowing they were about to release this news. So I'm happy that we got it. I knew that we were in place, and it did look like we were kind of the front runners. So it's sweet that we sealed the deal and – Maybe the tides are shifting. So, 2024 draft. Saying it now, Honolulu Blue Boys. All three of us, we're gonna be down there. We might have a tailgate. We might have a radio station. We might have something, but we will be there regardless. So, we'll be repping the repping the brand, talking to you guys. So, if you see us, we'll definitely bring this up again, in 2024. But, oh man, I'm just I'm so excited, Nick. Uh, were you? I mean, I know you were kind of we we were thinking about this, but were you like actually like? you know what, maybe we actually can get the draft where you're thinking, you know, another this is another little teaser for the Lions. We're not getting it.
1: I didn't think we were going to get 2024. Um, Chris Burke brings up a point. He says, we got the draft because we're not ever going to get another Super Bowl. Super Bowl is never coming back to Detroit. We had that one. That was fun. Don't ever expect it again. But here's a draft. All right. I'll take it because the draft can be a lot of fun. And the draft is like three or four days. But the Super Bowl is like it's like a week long, but it's, you know, it's one day. I don't know. So I'll, I'll take the – I'll take second place, and that's the draft. The draft will be a lot of fun. In Campus Martius, in Hart Plaza, like, it's going to be stages everywhere. Just – just it's going to be so much fun. Radio Row. I have to assume they're going to ask – I mean, we give Brad Holmes so much advice. We have throughout, you know, the, the course of the last year, realistically. Like, we give him this – we say this stuff, and he goes and does it. It's, it makes sense. That he would ask us to go, you know, up on stage and as a group really, you know, be able to call out the 32nd draft pick, you know, that sure. year after, after. While holding the Lombardi trophy because we obviously just won the Super Bowl in 2023 because that's the goal. After hosting um, next. <laughs> Malik Willis, Amonra St. Brown, Super Bowl champions. It will be great. Um, it's so good for Detroit, too. It's so good for the city. Like, it's tough to bring tourists to Detroit. It's, you have to, you know, it's little niche things, certain things. They, they even moved, like, the, the big auto show out of Detroit. So, I mean, it's, it's just really good for the city. I'm super excited. I will be there three or four beers deep by 8 in the morning, and we'll see what happens after that. It'll be a very good time. Two years from now, put it on your calendar, boys. I'm in. Ooh, Julius, yeah. you better be here
0: yes sir uh don makes a great point he says you know the draft's kind of for our common folk people you know you you don't need a million dollars you don't even need like a hundred dollars you probably need like 20 bucks for parking that's it you know have some waters, so chit chat with the boys. That's all you need. Uh we'll, we'll make sure you have a good time. So yeah, uh, Super Bowl it can't be expensive. So the draft you can get the atmosphere by just you know going down there and hopefully I mean not even hopefully knowing the Lions, no no knowing Michigan and the weather, I guarantee you it's gonna be like we'll have one day that's like. 65 and sunny and we'll have one day that's like 37 and freezing cold. Then we'll have another day. that's like 52 and like cloudy or
1: something. Yeah. Something. It will definitely snow on them. Give them like summer degree and give them right in the middle. I'm hoping by this, by 2024, the draft has been moved to like May 25th. So we can have just really nice weather for the whole thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Julius, give me some of your thoughts on the draft.
1: My 20.
2: thoughts on the draft. Uh This was just like a double, excellence of a day for a Lions fan, because after the Hard Knocks news, I was like, there's no way this gets better. Boom, NFL draft come Detroit. And like you, Nick, the number one reason I am excited for this is for my native land of Southeast Michigan to receive the attention and the entertainment <laughs> provided that the NFL draft can provide when it comes to downtown Detroit, the economic impact it can provide. We don't ever get this stuff. You're right. I remember the MLB All-Star Game like back in like I don't know what it was 2012. Uh, the NBA All-Star Game hasn't been in Detroit in a long time. Uh, you know the Super Bowls back in 02. What I like it's oh, it's, boy, it's yeah. never happens here. So campus Marshes or Hart Plaza, wherever it's going to be, it's going to be deep. And I can promise you alive on air that Julius Porter will be in attendance right? with my family, with my boys, Adam and Nick from the Honolulu Blues. We're gonna be deep downtown Detroit 2024. Cannot wait.
1: Yeah, man. gonna be it's, so fun.
2: It's gonna be a blast. And we honestly what we should
0: do starting now. We should we should come up with some sort of you know, lions phrase or word or some 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 sort of lions game where either each time the Lions do something, maybe each Lions win. We all put like five bucks in a cookie jar and then save it up. And then by the time 2024 comes, we'll have $25. <laughs> That's
1: exactly what I was going to say. I'm kidding. We can buy ourselves a stick of gum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but hey, No, I mean, we're winning
1: the Super Bowl this year, boys. I just guaranteed that. Don't
0: worry. I mean, the Ford curse?
1: It's gone. You no, know, you know,
0: it's gone. It's gone. So...
1: Playing like seven that. rookie head coaches. Oh, let's go!
0: And then, yeah, I like that we get you know at least a two years notice of this draft, so we could plan quite a bit. COVID will likely be a thing in the past, but who knows?
1: So I'm pretty sure it we'll, is a thing in the past. Does yeah. anyone is like is that really still a thing? Right? Ukraine war hit and COVID is gone. Yeah. What is COVID? What is that? I, I don't of. know. It was oh, a I, thing that happened in 2020. You know why gas is so high though? <laughs> it's
2: not the right show. My bad.
1: <laughs> Julius is man, he, he's he's like itching to get out his stuff. let's talk, Julius. Let's talk. Why is the gas so high? Let's <laughs> talk about this. No. Always
0: <laughs> uh, always fun show with you boys on here. Um, but man, I think I think that's gonna do it. Next week we'll definitely be ramping up draft talk. We got uh, a lot of a lot of movement going on. Mentioned earlier, um Trayvon Walker, and I, I like how it's coming down to either we're, we're getting like a Von a Trayvon or a Kvin, so one or the other. We're getting a vine likely, unless it's a Hutch. So, a I'll take a Hutch. James. Yeah, I'll take a Hutch.
1: Starsky too. and Hutch doesn't sound too bad. Von <laughs> sounds all right. We'll take him. <laughs> we're, we've been talking a lot about number one draft pick. We 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 should, we'll start getting diving into like 32 34 Sixty-six. Those draft picks. There's a yeah, lot of there's a lot of talent out in this draft. Not just in the first five top prospects. That talent goes deep. So we'll be able to talk about all those guys next next couple weeks. We're about what five weeks away, I think, right?
0: Oh, it's it's, it's about a month. Approaching fast. It's coming fast. Um, but as always, check us out on Twitter at Honolulu Blues underscore. Uh, whoa, whoa! Simmer down, there. Breaking news. Breaking news. The Bears are <laughs> still trash.
1: Still trash.
0: <laughs> As always. As always. Uh, check us out. Per use. Julius at the Fifth Top. Uh, Nick at Nick Faber NFL. Myself at Everyday FFB. As always, give us a like, subscribe, whatever, on the podcast. If you're on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or whatever, we love it all. Good, bad comments. Doesn't matter. As always, go Lions, baby. And
2: see go you guys next week. Go Lions.
1: Go Lions. Go Lions.